The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two officially underway on the early line Friday morning edition. Now get your sticky notes out, people, because why? The 3M Championship is in play. What a segue into this golf tournament here. As we take a look at Lee Hodges, Kevin, at a minus eight. He will tee off later today at 3 p.m. as the first round favorite. But scores, they're going low across the board here. You have Streelman in second place at minus seven, along with Matsuyama, Snedeker, and also Duncan. A slew of guys at six, five, and four under. This tournament here is about how low you can go, Kevin. Yeah, the pre-tournament winning score over-under was 19 and a half. So this is supposed... Now, that actually has only happened once in the short history of this tournament, Donnie. Last year, Finau won it at 17 under. He was the only golfer better than 14 under. But still, you would say the the floor for a winning score here is going to probably be 15 under. So certainly a course that can be had. It felt like the early round of golf uh, maybe was providing some of the, the, the lower scoring uh, or the, you know what I mean, the, the, the earlier tee times uh, there. Hideki Matsuyama was one of the pre-tournament favorites and shoots a, a seven under. Uh, and you know that that's going to change the odds quickly the performance of all of them that stood out the most to me yesterday i cannot get over what tony finau did tony finau through four holes was five under and dropped it to plus 360 don basically no other golfers had even teed off it felt like at that point in time he got himself to six under through six holes and then I mean, he ultimately played this this thing to par after the first four holes. He sits at five under. It's not a bad start for Tony Finau, right? He's nine to one, so he's just kind of behind the, the Matsuyama number. But my goodness, did it look like Tony Finau had a chance to obliterate all course records. Yeah, it's one of those things, Kevin. If you said before the tournament, hey, look at Finau square after round one. Hey, man, guy's playing good golf. Can't wait for the weekend. But we know how they played out going like, ooh, what could have been? Could you have shot 11 or 12 under and really stepped on this tournament from round number one? But still a good round there. And you're right. One of the leaders here in the clubhouse, at least odds-wise, at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Hideki Matsuyama to win this tournament, that's a 4-1 to price. Emmanuel Grio, that's a 9-1 to price. Now, as I scroll down, one of the guys I know that you were looking 
looking at in this golf tournament here. And we talked about it yesterday on air, on TV here on the early line, and also on the radio in the afternoon. And that was Justin Thomas. After one mm -hmm. round, Kevin, 55 to one to win this golf tournament. I believe six shots back. I think he shot a minus two, which isn't bad, but this is a golf tournament where, boy, you better excel. And I talked about it yesterday with you, Kevin, and said he needs to go low in round number one. Technically, yeah. he didn't do that. He didn't. He he did. He left a lot out there through those first couple of holes as well. Missed an easy one on on one. Missed an easy one on two. He kind of he had a two putt on three to, to to make sure that the par was all good. It was not a good enough start for Justin Thomas in terms of winning this tournament. But he did avoid the blow up. Only one bogey through the first 18 holes. Three birdies, as you mentioned, putting him at two under. Is winning this tournament on the board? Listen, the answer to that could be a clear and obvious no if he is not able to go very low today, right? We're talking six, seven, eight under, Donnie. is probably going to be needed from Justin Thomas to feel like he's going to be in contention heading into the weekend here. But... I've already still played well, projected to make the cut here. And for a guy that we've talked about missing the, the cut in, what was it, three or four tournaments? That was, I thought, a good enough round one. Let's take a look here and welcome in the radio audience here. You're watching and listening live to the Early Line, Series XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Network. It's Kevin and Donnie here on a Friday talking some golf action. Now, let's just keep it with Justin Thomas because this is where it gets interesting. He's two under. The projected cut line here looks like it's minus two. That certainly is going to change today. If guys continue to go low, we might be looking at a minus three cut line. Or if the guys don't shoot as well, we might be looking at a plus one or closer to even here. Let me ask you this question. Is Justin Thomas having his mind, I got to go low today? Because what happens if it doesn't work out in his favor and he misses the cut? He could probably kiss goodbye, the Ryder Cup, or a chance to have mm -hmm. the coach's pick or the captain's pick be him. So does he take the approach? I went two under yesterday. Let me go two under today. Let me go two under Saturday. Let me go two under Sunday. Now, granted, Kevin, you might miss out winning by 10 shots at that point. But at least that will show, like, hey, look, I didn't blow up and miss a cut at the 3M. Please pick me. I'm getting my golf game together. You know I've been there, done that before. I've been on Ryder Cup teams. I've won major championships i'm rounding in the form stick with me here because i don't think he can afford to go hey i gotta go seven under today or bust and end up missing the cut that's gonna wipe out everything he wants here in the near future look a, a, a t20 i believe he's already committed to play at the Wyndham championship next week he puts together a pair of t20s and again at two events that he should be able to do that you're right. That very well could be enough, DRS. I want to bring this up quickly here. A matchup mm -hmm. bet that uh, you can get access on the FanDuel Sportsbook is Hideki Matsuyama against Sunjay Im. Hideki this season, when he goes, when he shoots a 69 or better in the opening round, has followed that with a 69 or better in the next round in three consecutive events. Going low leads to going low. And for Sunjay Im, in 13 events, this is now the 14th where he shot a 70 or higher, Donnie, in that opening round 11 of 13 events that round two score was once again 70 or higher Hideki keeps it low M tends to kind of allow the struggles to roll a little bit here Matsuyama minus 115 in that head-to-head -head matchup Three more rounds to go. We'll see how low some of these guys can go. Let's talk about Major League Baseball. How low can the Mets, though? Are they sellers at the deadline? Can you imagine that? We'll be right back on the early line. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Decisions, decisions, decisions. A lot of teams are going to make important decisions on their future and immediate future come the trade deadline here in Major League Baseball. Some of the teams that we expected to make decisions in adding talent probably would have been the New York Mets here. What a disappointing season overall. And this is a team that had the most expensive payroll in the history of Major League Baseball, now possibly selling off parts of the deadline as opposed to buying parts here. David Robertson was moved. And this is almost like a bizarro world you know, headline. The Marlins make a move and get a player, a key contributor, from the Mets to help their postseason run. Not the other way around when it's typically the Marlins selling out to teams like the Mets here. Let's start here. Deadline coming up. Kevin, where did it all go wrong for the Mets? So much talent from front-end pitching to back-end pitching here to closer. Now, granted, the closer did get injured there in the World Baseball Classic. But at the same time, we couldn't have saw this where, at least at the deadline, they weren't hanging around. It looks like they're not destined for the playoffs, but destined for a sell-off and a lot of uncertainty here as we move into August and September. It's it's absolutely what they're destined for. And... Maybe we, like, I shouldn't be running to give this team compliments who was supposed to have World Series expectations and are sellers at the deadline, but expectations are everything, right? And I'm not thinking about the expectations of a World Series. I'm thinking about the expectations that this team would make a bad decision on top of a bad decision on top of a bad decision. And the Mets, what what they're doing right now is good. You know, uh, now, I, listen, I can already feel your eyes rolling in the back of your head as I say this, and I agree with you, but the reaction to the David Robertson deal, apparently the prospects they got from Miami, pretty good prospects. Now, the Mets should ultimately trade those prospects, maybe in the offseason, Donnie, and push in for a World Series next year, but this is not their season. It feels like the almost. I mean, look. Here's who's underneath them in terms of the the, uh, the the National League: the Rockies, the Nats, the Pirates, the Cardinals. That's the list. That's the list. Forget the 17 back of the Atlanta Braves. 
this team isn't even in contention for the wild card spot here so I think trading David Robertson is the right move the starting pitching stuff that's a lot more complicated and I'll tell you what else is more complicated. We always talk about Steve Cohen, owner of the New York Mets. It doesn't matter. He'll pay more. He'll continue to pay more. He'll try to improve that payroll. Don't you remember in the offseason when Carlos Correa was having issues there getting signed by the San Francisco Giants? It fell through. And like one phone call from Cohen's like, yeah, what's that contract? No problem. We'll pick that same contract up. Now, granted, there were a lot of medical issues that were with Carlos Correa where they weren't going to sign him. But that's the type of money. Oh, another guy for a couple hundred million is on the open market. Let's go get him here. But let's keep in mind, like, I understand guys that are that rich. Money doesn't impact all that much on a day-to-day basis. But when you think about this, Kevin, that's a $380 million payroll with a $100 million tax bill. So let's just say this payroll is $500 million. Now, typically, it's okay we disappointed we still won our division we went to the playoffs we didn't make the world series but we made the nlcs they're not even going to make the playoffs and they're quite embarrassing at this point right now which leads us into our next topic of conversation for the new york mets now you look towards and say okay you are really all in on the season big money contracts on max scherzer who's older you bring in verlander for Degrom, who's older you weren't looking for five years down the road kevin you were looking for this year and next year if this is a lost cause for the new york mets you have scherzer and verlander who next year will be another year older with massive contracts is it time to move on maybe for both of them or at least one of those two pitchers if you get an offer that goes hey look I'm not going to give you a top prospect here, but I'll give you a decent prospect, and I'm going to need you to eat some of that money. Do you think Cohen bites on that and moves one of those two ace pitchers? So it it feels very live. Max Scherzer's on the mound today against the Washington Nationals. Look, those Justin Verlander comments. Remember when Steve Cohen had his big press conference, Donnie? And people yes. were like, hey, do you think that you might move on from your starting pitching? And he's like, look, hey, you know, these guys have contracts here. And it really sounded like he was sneaky letting it out, like the cat out of the bag, that maybe those guys would request trades because they would be unhappy to be a part of a team yeah. that isn't a, a true contender there. So I don't know what the backdoor conversations are. Here's what I do know. If they are able to move off of Verlander and Scherzer and do so while freeing up money, can I get odds right now on Otani being a Met? I mean, if Steve, God, if all of a sudden Steve Cohen has, like, he always has money to spend, but if he starts to clear money off the books, I mean, Otani might get a billion dollars, and I'm not sure I'm kidding. Yeah, because you make it look at the highest payroll now. You shed some. Hey, look at this. We're 15th in Major League Baseball. We're going to go out and spend some money on Shohei Otani here in the offseason, which would be wild to see it come to fruition. But my goodness, the Mets had a terrible season. Let's keep it in the National League here. The one team we always talk about, and even for weeks coming up, the Dodgers are playing good baseball. And you often say, like, okay, do you trust the Dodgers the rest of the way? And my response always was, by the way, this Dodgers team that you see now, it's not even going to be as good as the Dodgers team you see at the trade deadline and beyond. Why? They're already making moves. Ahmad Rosario, okay, it's a fine move. And again, I just surprisingly joking around saying, look, I'm surprised you got anything for Syndergaard at this point. You got an actual baseball player back for him. That's a win for the Dodgers. But now we start to see the St. Louis Cardinals team so talented now with their big money guys knowing they're not going anywhere. Maybe on the move. Nolan Arenado looks like there's conversations behind the scenes from the Cardinals and the Dodgers that that could be realistic. A big money player going to the Dodgers at a premier position and one of the best baseball players to ever do it. The Dodgers. 
we think we're going to get Nolan Arenado? It's pretty crazy. The, the thing is, and, and this might be the way the Dodgers operate, right? Because, again, we hey, man, you think the Dodgers are good now? Just wait, right? When, you know, all the time, you know, BWS would ask me, hey, where's the value in the World Series market? The Dodgers. Because the Dodgers are going to make the move to the deadline. Because that's what the Los Angeles Dodgers do. But, man, this is some real flexing from this team. Nolan Arenado is 32 years old, DRS, and after this season has four more years left on his deal with the St. Louis Cardinals. See, it's kind of similar to the Mets. The Mets are sellers. But the Mets aren't looking to tank for the rest of for the next of the half decade, right? No, no, no. It's just we had a down year. St. Louis is going to want to be great next year. And that means keeping a guy like Nolan Arenado in your building. So are the Dodgers like, no, no, no. We're not asking you who you're looking to trade. We're telling you you stink and we want Nolan Arenado. Now give him to us. What do you want? We've got more prospects than you've ever seen. And at that point, I still don't know. How do the Dodgers still have prospects? I mean, my goodness. Whatever their farm system is, I mean, it's completely cheating at this rate here drs but no i mean look if they add nolan R, it would be more surprising if the dodgers left the deadline without adding a talent of nolan arenado's level than if they did not because this is what they do i just want to know if they'd be interested in paul goldschmidt because that contract has way less time left on it and i feel like he's the big name for st louis to trade more so than nolan arenado I'll tell you what's also a fact about the Dodgers is most people say, hey, man, Manny was also for awesome in Baltimore. Yeah, now he's a Padre playing well. The Dodgers basically rented Manny Machado. Eh, no big deal there. And also, when you say what's well, unprecedented <laughs> for a team like the Dodgers to be able to work in their own, let's just say, not division, but their own league and get superstar players away. They got Scherzer and Trey Turner in a, in a swoop there for the Nationals. This is what they actually do, and you're right about it. Most teams make those type of moves and go, hey, look, man, over the next five years, we have single-A guys nowhere near being ready to be major league ready, and you're not going to want those prospects. Not the case. Like, yeah, we'll get Arenado, and I'm pretty sure they're probably on the phone with the Mets going like, hmm. Scherzer would like to come out here for a little rental here for the next six months here and see if we can win a championship. Or maybe it's Verlander at this point. These are the teams that you have to worry about because when you have prospects and deep pockets and you've shown the ability to make these big moves in the past, you don't put it against them. So the Dodgers at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a plus 450 price to win the World Series, that's probably value because as we say right now, the Dodgers are really good. By Tuesday night, the Dodgers will be even better at that point here. we got a lot of Major League Baseball to talk about in a monster series for a few different organizations this week. Will you sell at the deadline? Will you buy at the deadline? This might be the cause this weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday slate. Let's get you set up. It's a Friday edition of the early line. Donnie and Kevin, we'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Power through hour number two, Major League Baseball headlines here in previews over the next two segments. We got some good slate here. Only five games on the card yesterday. And how about that? We had five games yesterday, which included a doubleheader, which was the Angels and Detroit, which is like, okay, what's that going to give us? And that gave us talking points for days here because of how good Shohei Otani was. But today, the focus, it's Friday, Kevin. Friday is payday, and we're looking at some same-game parlays today. Now, I like to preface this by saying yesterday, it's pretty hard to say Otani had a historic day, and I basically just needed him to get a base hit in one game, and we would have cashed a ticket, and it didn't happen. But today, we're coming back for more. It's the FanDuel Sportsbook same-game parlays. Keystone State here, Kevin. I'm going to bat lead off here, and we're going to have some fun. Mitch Allen is going to be on the mound for those Pittsburgh Pirates who basically right now are in sell mode and not going anywhere. Over the past 30 days, Mitch Keller has struggled with left-handed batters. So that's where we're going to put the focus for the main part of it. But also, we've got a right-handed batter in here that's been on fire against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days. This one, thank you to Elton John, Philadelphia Freedom. Why is that? It's the Freedom on a Friday to get paid. That's what we're doing today. Three legs on this same game parlay for me in the Keystone State. Kyle Schwerber, JT Realmuto, and also Bryson Stott, each to record a base hit at a plus 149 price. The reason why I like that, Schwerber, leadoff position here. The base hit's probably going to be a home run, and it might be on the first pitch of the game. A 295 ISO power number going up against right-handed pitching the past 30 days. That makes some sense here. Bryson Stott, 426 weighted on base percentage through his last 55 at-bats against right-handed pitching. Just need a base hit there. And then a right-hander here, JT Realmuto, a 363 weighted on base percentage in an ISO of 288 against right-handed pitchers. That's where I'm going. The Keystone State, Philadelphia Freedom today to cash in my bet at plus 149. Where are you looking today in your same game parlay? Lovely, lovely. Look, I will say, Donnie, I hope that the odds here are enough for you. Look, they're not minus 105, which is what we usually like to bring on a same game parlay, but it's plus 112. I couldn't pass on the name, though. Is this goodbye? Is this Max Scherzer's last start? As a New York Met, and if so, I think he will go out in strong fashion. He's been incredible this season at City Field, and this Nationals lineup, I know you've taught us all on this show to respect it. I think he can control here over six and a half strikeouts uh, for Max Scherzer. Actually, that's supposed to be six plus Ks. If you go over six and a half strikeouts, you're going to get better odds Mm. on that. And then the Mets' money line DRS uh, would be plus 112. Again, if you go over six and a half Ks, you are going to be getting more uh, than plus 112. So keep that in mind. 
Also, keep in mind of this as well. If these guys are on the market, might be a good chance that Max Scherzer doesn't even make it. And then is that an actually the best same game parlay we've ever had where is this goodbye? It actually was where he doesn't even make it to the they should pay you out automatically on that with that parlay name. If he doesn't make it to the game, oof, it really was goodbye at this point. But uh -huh. we have other games to take a look at. Two fantastic same game parlays. Hopefully we catch both of those and we can party into the weekend. Let's take a look at some other big games on deck here. It's the Yankees and the Orioles. It feels like it's now or never for the Yankees right now going up against the Orioles squad that struggled a little bit in Philadelphia, but they today, not even a favorite. Why is that? Garrett Cole is going to be on the mound for the New York Yankees at a minus 126 price, and that's a plus 108 price here on the Baltimore Orioles. The total listed at eight and a half. This game is going to take place in Baltimore. If we set this game up, Garrett Cole is the ace everybody wanted here for the New York Yankees. Carlos Rodon, we'll see if he comes on down the stretch. But if you're looking at just power players here, he's one of those. 100 batters he's faced, Kevin, over the past 30 days. His strikeout rate, 31%. Absolutely fantastic. Walk rate at 5%, even better. Take a look at his splits. ISO power number, 120 to lefty and righty batters combined. Fantastic. Weighted on base percentage, elite, Kevin, as you love that word, at a 248 mm -hmm. weighted on base percentage. That's a really good lineup he's going up against against here for the Baltimore Orioles. But let's flip it over to the other side. Grayson Rodriguez is going to be on the mound. If you take a look at his seasonal numbers, they're not very good. 253 batters, Kevin, he's faced on the season, a 242 ISO power number, and a 390. Like, boy, this is the night that we can finally get going here if we are the New York Yankees. But over the past 30 days, that's completely changed. Now, granted, limited sample size of only 42 batters, but an ISO combined at 079 and a weighted on base percentage that's manageable at 304. But Kevin, I look at that lineup tonight. The anticipated lineup, number two in the order, Mr. Aaron Judge. And that's the big story, is that this could or should be the return game for Aaron Judge. He's plus 350 to hit a home run in this game, uh, which is, I am sure, a number that, that's going to be, could this be the most popular home run bet on today's board? It is certainly possible, Donnie, because people are going to want to bet on Aaron Judge. The last time we saw him was against the Dodgers. He home run. Uh, he had a home run in that game here. I think what's kind of been lost because, and rightfully so, we haven't seen Judge in so long. Is in the non-Otani category, Aaron Judge probably your American League MVP for the time that he was out there this season. He has struggled mightily against lefties this year. I mean, the batting average on these. Abysmal uh, against lefties uh, for him. Luckily, though, he's going up against a righty in Grayson Rodriguez today, and, and that should lead to plenty of pop in the bat here uh, for Aaron Judge. Uh, I, I, is he confirmed, confirmed, confirmed that he's going to actually be in this lineup, though, Donnie? That's, to me, the big question. Yep, not official, just an estimate here. So until we see that line, and you know the Yankees, they're probably wanting to get back in that lineup sooner than later. So there's probably a really good chance that tonight against Baltimore, I think he gets some play here tonight. But let me ask you this, though. Give me a look. Aaron Judge gets back in the uh, number two hole here. Can you get a little John Sterling call from me here on what you anticipate from this game? What do we got? Ooh, I mean, well, <laughs> listen, if, you were, if you're a big fan oh, of— Is that John Sterling? That's John Sterling calling me right now saying, pal, you go out there and do an impression of me. I'm kicking you off the air. So you know what, Darius? I'm going to abstain. Yep, I'll keep it here simply. It's far. It's a way. It's a home run. Wait a second. That was a replay here? Yeah. There you go. John Sterling. Home run wow. For Aaron Judge as we keep it moving. But by the way, another big you know series here today. North of the border, the Angels, the red hot Angels looking to stay in it and buy going up against the Toronto Blue Jays here. If we line this yeah. game up, guess what? Look, we just talked about Aaron Judge. Will he be in the lineup? You know who's expected to be in the lineup today for the Angels? Lucas Giolito, recent acquisition here. New frontline pitcher for those Angels. But by the way, 
you think like, oh, we're getting our new pitcher in the lineup. How much of a favorite are we? You're not. You're minus 205. Favorite here is the Toronto Blue Jays, a plus 172 here for the Angels. Total listed at eight and a half. And by the way, taking a look at some of these numbers, both of these lineups really waking up at the plate. The one guy you look at, Giolito, you acquired, he actually doesn't have great numbers here on the season, particularly, Kevin, over the past 30 days, 120 bats he's faced. Look, you want that ISO number to be 170 or less. It's 248. Weighted on base percentage, 320 or so or less. That's a 344. It's a powerful lineup with Belt, Guerrero, Chapman, and Whit- and Whitfield, or, or excuse me, uh, Merrifield, actually doing very well against right-handed pitchers. Flip it over to the other side here and take a look. Kevin Gausman said, whoa, Gausman's been really good on the season. Not necessarily, Kevin, of the past 68 batters he's faced. Elevated ISO and weighted on base percentages in this one. So if I'm looking, typically say, Gilito Gaussman, two teams vying for the playoffs. Let me take the under. I like both of these teams at the plate here, which includes, let me, let me give you this statistic here, Kevin. Shohei Otani, right? Just told you, 170 or higher is really good for a batter for an ISO power number. 325 or so or higher is really good for a batter here. Against right-handed pitching, which Gaussman is, Shohei Otani, a 521 ISO and a 525 weighted on base percentage to his last 55 bats. It's outrageous what he's doing. Yeah, look, Otani's just uh, on a completely another stratosphere, uh, it feels, right now. They do have the numbers listed, Donnie, for him to break Aaron Judge's record uh, for home runs in in an American League season. It's plus 750 right now. I feel like when we see these markets so often, the right move is actually to bet the yes. Otani gets on a bit of a heater, and you could, if you if you feel so inclined, you could kind of you know bet the other side and get out of it here. He is right now on pace if he plays every remaining game on the Angels' schedule. I think to finish with 60 home runs. So that's right there. That's that's right there for Shohei Otani. Now that him playing every remaining game could could that be a bridge too far? It certainly could. I think the fascinating thing though, DRS, is something that where we were like, well, the Angels will fall out of it, so then they'll make sure that Otani can go out there, swing for the fences, bat lead off, and do whatever he wants in every single game. But now the Angels are contenders, so priority one for the Angels is not going to be that home run record, but still plus 750 is pretty tempting in that uh, market right now. It is pretty tempting. And also, sometimes you need a little bit of luck, but also a front office that is much maligned there for the Angels going, how can't you put a winning team around Otani and Trout? It doesn't even make some sense. Take a look at some of the moves, Kevin, that they actually made in season here or just before the season. Mickey Moniak, the former number one overall pick who basically was doing nothing in Philadelphia, he's been on a tear, Kevin. Left-handed batter, 269 ISO here and a weighted on base percentage of 459. He's basically taken over from Mike Trout in that three-hole, which is incredible here for the Angels. And also, Mike Moustakis off the scrap heap here. 52 at-bats against right-handed pitching over the past month. A 333 ISO and a weighted on base percentage of 366. Two moves that are sort of like, eh, you didn't give up anything basically for those two guys. And look how they're performing, waiting for Mike Trout to come back here to this organization. Now also, Kevin Gaussman, Kevin, has really struggled with left-handed mm-hmm. batters over the past 30 days. That ISO power number, which is what you want to look at at 367, we brought up that Otani at a 521. He just played a doubleheader yesterday. Guys get days yeah. off in baseball. He is expected to be in the lineup here, and I do believe that's the right thing to do up until the trade deadline to sort of maximize how many wins you can stack up against. Is there a chance? Will you be shocked, though, to be honest, if Otani's not in the lineup tonight? No, he left the game early. Now, it, it was with, with I think, just a, yeah. a, a cramp, right? So it, it wasn't anything mm-hmm. major, but. 
If you, let me tell you this. Here would be the worst. Imagine the Angels not even push Otani too hard. And he actually gets injured, and he's not even playing baseball for him or anybody. Uh, kind of yeah. come September, you, you you can't have a disaster like that on your hands. No, you certainly can't. By the way, disaster on your hands. We talked about the Mets. The season still goes on. They're taking on the Washington Nationals today. We also took Braves and Brewers next. Don't go anywhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. All right, no time to waste here. That's Nats, Donnie. Almost minus 200 on the New York Mets with Max Scherzer on the mound here. Total for this game is 8.5. Are you trusting the Mets in this spot? I don't know if you can trust the Mets right now because also, Kevin, look, they're still professional athletes. They get a big paycheck day-to-day. Pitchers are basically on another planet. They only get focused on what they have to do on the mound, and rightfully so. But Max Scherzer, when we just take a look on the season, it hasn't been a great Max Scherzer season, but particularly, Kevin, over the last month in Major League Baseball, a 281 ISO combined, 344 weighted on base percentage, which includes left-handed batters really getting the best of Max Scherzer, a 291 ISO and a 415 weighted on base percentage. And a strikeout rate of only 20%. That's not Max Scherzer that we've dealt with here. And also, taking a look at the lineup. One of, look, turning into one of my favorite betting lineups here for value. C.J. Abrams, Lane Thomas, Jamer Candelario, Joey Manessis, you know, Ruiz, Dominic Smith. They have some legitimate talent in that lineup. Now, granted, if you're just looking on pitching pedigree and names, yeah, the name recognition here is going to be with the Mets. Mackenzie Gore, he's struggled getting right-handed batters out. Couple guys in that lineup here that should do be able to do some damage. Fam, Alonzo, Canha, and Alvarez. But what's the psyche of that Mets locker room knowing on a day-to-day basis? Another teammate or two could be away here, Kevin. It's one where I'm not all that excited to bet against mm-hmm. Scherzer because we know he can amp it up. And also, let's keep in yeah. mind, against his former teammates here, one of those I'm probably going to stay away from. The price point's too high just to say, you know, it's Scherzer in the Mets. I'll take it here. I can't do that today. I do think it's interesting because we've heard from Verlander that he wants to stick this thing out. Uh, I don't know if we've give a full idea of what kind of Scherzer's plan is. Scherzer's a player option. 
as well for next season is is he opting in is he gonna look to get out and get a, maybe a, a you know four kind of year deal uh, that'll give him some more security on the back end there gonna be really interesting to see what the priority is for Scherzer or as the deadline approaches we go to the top of the NL East that's the Atlanta Braves as they host the Milwaukee Brewers it's Torino's Hauser so not the best arms that you would see from these teams and that's brought us this big time total Donnie it checks in double digits a 10 right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook yeah, trying to take a look here just at the confirm because we don't really have an opener there. So when you take a look at the Atlanta Braves, you see them scrambling. They're still a really good team, but scrambling for pitching. pitching guys, picking guys up basically from the scrap heap just to make it through here in the late days here of July. We'll see if they do make a move. But also, Adrian Hauser, you're not all that impressed with him. Why? He's going up against one of the best hitting lineups in baseball. And we'll start there right now. If you're looking at Hauser, he's actually done well here against right-handed pitching on the season, Kevin, and over the past 30 days. So it cuts out half the lineup, but still... The other half of the lineup is basically as good as anybody's full lineup here of just left-handed batters for the Atlanta Braves. Hauser gets himself in trouble at 268 ISO and a 373 weighted on base percentage over 50 batters for the last month. Why does that factor in? Albies absolutely torching right-handed pitching. He'll be a lefty tonight. Matt Olson, it feels like every single night the Braves play, he should be in your lineup for an RBI prop. And a lot of the times now, forget about the plus 160, plus 170, plus 180. He's like minus 115 to get RBI, and rightfully so. He's doing that much damage. Oh, Eddie Rosario, as well as Michael Harris. I mean, the, the rich get richer, it seems like. A young player like Michael Harris is your ninth batter here, and he has a 381 weighted on base percentage against right-handed pitching. It's just almost unfair at this point. But the one thing we always get back to, Chirinos. Bad pitching, average hitting should be able to handle him. I don't like Chirinos all that much, but it feels like, once again, it's either Christian Yelich, who, look at this, Kevin, he's the leadoff batter. 302 ISO, 465 weighted on base percentage over the last month in baseball against right-handed pitching. Keep in mind, it's a lefty, and like everybody else stinks on the Brewers roster. It's amazing. Great. Imagine if they put like an Atlanta Braves lineup behind their frontline starting pitching. Nobody would touch this team, and thank goodness they can't do that. But the only guy I look at in that lineup is like, okay, Yelich should maybe get an RBI, score a run, maybe over a base and a half here, makes some sense. But then again, Unless he hits a home run, somebody's got to drive him in, and I'm not so sure they can here for the Braves against the Braves. Yeah, interesting spot then. They check in right now, Donnie, again, Atlanta at minus 180, uh, and that's what you expect to see whenever this team is home. I want to move it forward to what's possibly the best yes. game on the board today, yeah. uh, which is the Rays and the Astros. You're not going to see the Houston Astros as a home dog very often, but Tampa Bay checks in, and they check in with Shane McClanahan, so it's a minus 116 number at this moment on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's still Christian Javier who has the ball, though, for Houston. Totals eight and a half interesting when you consider the pitching but obviously those are two great lineups here drs how do you shift through this game and find the value Looking at the pitcher, it's rightfully so that Tampa Bay is going to be favored in this game. But are we getting the McClanahan that we figure can win a Cy Young? Or are we going to get the guy that has struggled in some spots here over the second half of Major League Baseball season, particularly over the past 30 days? It's only 54 batters, Kevin. But on the total, 204 ISO, weighted on base percentage, 351. Both of those are elevated. I do, however, against a very good lineup that he's going to face against the Astros. I'm trusting McClanahan more than I am on the opposite side here with the Houston Astros and Christian Javier. Why is that? I think the lineup should have more success tonight for the Tampa Bay Rays against Javier than vice versa for the Astros going up against McClanahan. Because if I just told you McClanahan is struggling a little bit, my goodness, Javier is struggling a ton. 88 batters, Kevin. He's faced over the past month. ISO 234, weighted on base percentage, 
hits 383. Now, you might say to yourself, what is he struggling from one side or the other? Is a right-handed pitcher? Both sides, Kevin. 240 ISO to lefties, 222 to righties, 391 weighted on base percentage to lefties, 368 to righties. I trust Tampa Bay more than I trust Houston tonight. That's the way I would go with that cheap price on McClanahan. Uh, my... The thing with McClanahan, though, DRS, right? The injury comes back, tax hits, mm-hmm. six innings, yep. two earned runs. That's very solid. Against Baltimore, only four innings, five earned runs. That's not very solid. Those are two incredible teams to be going up against. But it's not like it's getting much easier here coming up against the Houston Astros. I, I'm yep. tempted to just say you can't put Houston as a home dog. Give me the Astros. Christian Javier is good enough. But, look, I could be off base. Two games, DRS, that we at the moment don't have odds yep. for. So take yes. it however you want. But it's the Cardinals and the Cubs. Yep. Looks like we don't have a Cubs starter yet. Jordan Montgomery getting the ball for St. Louis. The projections I'm seeing on Colorado and Oakland are Kyle Freeland against J.P. Sears. So kind of just group these together here because we don't have odds. What are you expecting from those two games? Yeah, well, number one, two bad baseball teams, Oakland and uh, Colorado. We'll see if they go over the total. That's basically all we're going to handicap here. But also, we don't have effective, or excuse me, uh, automatic starters here, or confirmed starters, I should say, in this Huckins Cardinals game. But if it is, I'm showing on one outlet here, Drew Smiley, left handed pitcher, who should be the starter for the Cubs today. Here's why I like this game it's in St. Louis, Kevin. First pitch, 94 degrees. Seven mile an hour winds blowing out to left field. That's advantageous. So obviously, a left handed pitcher, probably going to stack the lineup with right handed batters, wind blowing out to left field it sort of makes some sense in that correlation but also from a smiley perspective he doesn't get lefties out he's a left-handed bat- pitcher he doesn't get righty-handed batters out at all kevin 78 batters he's faced over the past 30 days a 338 iso which is roughly double of what you're supposed to be doing and also a 470 weighted on base percentage in the middle of that lineup all right-handed batters take a look at this arenado 363 weighted on base percentage o'neill 378 walker 353 carlson 352 and de 355 and also in the nine Kinzer, 360, weighted on base percentage. If I'm looking at a spot for maybe a team total, it would be the Cardinals or also just RBI props in the middle of that lineup. They should hit. If it is smiley today, the conditions are there, man. Muggy, muggy and hot. Beautiful. That's exactly what we like to see. Uh, man, the back end of this, this is a great, great it's slate great of baseball slate. games here. There's a yeah. lot uh, for people to be excited about. Musgrove Dunning brings us a total Hmm. Brings us a total of an eight. My mind? Sure, respect these pitchers. Lineup's too good. Total's too low. What do you think? True pitchers ballpark, we know that. So that is going to factor in. Musgrove has been sensational here. But I don't even understand San Diego's lineup. Like, it seems like every pitcher outside, like, Darvish comes up, throws, like, eight innings pitch, one earned run, but they can't win any baseball games. They might be sellers at the deadline. So, obviously, the Rangers have a good lineup, but they're facing a really good pitcher. Let's focus on the other side of the equation here, and that's Dane Dunning going on the road here up against that San Diego lineup. It looks fantastic. Number one, against right-handed pitching, they don't strike out for the Padres here. And number Number two, Dunning, who has very good statistics against right-handed batters, gets lit up by left-handed batters. So that's always like to say, Juan Soto, friend of the show, I know you watch the show a lot. Listen to me. Swing the bat. It's okay. 
You don't have to walk. Base is loaded. Yeah, you want the RBI. You're going to get a walk. I understand. And then on first and second base, don't work the walk. Second and third, don't work the walk. Look at your numbers. 339 ISO, 431 weighted on base percentage against right-handed pitcher. Dunning can't get you out, and he's going to throw strikes right down the middle of the plate. Swing it. We'll get an RBI. Cronenworth legitimate from the left-hand side. Grisham legitimate from the left-hand side. This entire lineup outside of Alfonso Rivas at a 212 weighted on base percentage is above average against right-handed pitching. The Padres should win going away, but again, Juan, swing the bat, swing it. I, I get it, I get it, but also like they're probably not throwing him great pitches because no. he's Juan Soto. I don't even care. Uh, they're bouncing. Would you? You would prefer Juan Soto's swing. strikeout rate to, to yeah. jump up tremendously, wouldn't you? Correct. Like Juan Soto, you know what's better here? If they throw at you and you swing and the ball hits you and you're out anyway, I'm like, you know what? Great at bat, Juan Soto. He swung the bat here. <laughs> it's a tough scene, man. Uh, Dodgers, Reds. Yeah, it is. Can you believe we haven't, been, yeah. we haven't been able to get to this game yet? I mean, man. look at this. This is glorious here. Total's nine and a half. Why is this? Now, you, what is the deal here? Why is this total nine and a half? The total should be 11 and a half. I'm upset about this right now. Yeah, it's a good pitcher's ballpark out there in L.A., but also you got 78 degrees at first pitch out in L.A. tonight with the wind blowing out. Two really good lineups should match up. Miller, though, does have good statistics, Kevin, against right-handed batters, but not so much against lefties, and good for us. Why? Look at that lineup here for the Reds. Ellie De La Cruz, switch hitter, hold that lefty tonight. Friedel, hold me a lefty. Fraley, a lefty. Votto, a lefty. And also Benson there. You got some pretty good numbers to match up against Miller. Let's flip it over to the other side here. Brandon Williamson on the mound here. Now, check this out. For full season, struggling a little bit against right-handed batters. Last 30 days, which includes 51 batters, he must be Cy Young here, Kevin. An 087 ISO, a weighted on-base percentage of 196. Now, granted, it's not chopped liver you're going up tonight against those Dodgers. The game actually, numbers-wise, leans towards the under, but it's hard, man. You got a Reds game, you got a Dodgers game. You could see that thing 2-2 in the seventh and get those late-inning fireworks like we've had at Dodger Stadium over the past two weeks or so. I hasten to take the under, but the numbers tell you you probably should be doing that tonight. I Listen, man. Nah, not for me. Late-night unders is what I'm seeing here. That's the way I'm, I'm reading this board right now. I feel Cutter Crawford. Lo- All right, this is no good here. Logan Webb's a stud. We know that. Favorite mm-hmm. minus 148. That feels bettable. What do you think here, Logan Webb at home late night closing out the slate against the Boston Red Sox? I'll tell you, don't look now. That lineup that we've always talked about, Kevin, like for the ooh, April, May, I told you. When you go up against a right-handed pitcher for the Red Sox, that's when you want to take them. They sort of went into a lull, but they're right back at it over the past 30 days. Uh Look at these weighted on base percentages here, Kevin, and it's all left-handed batters, it feels like, here for the Red Sox. At least the majority of the lineup will be lefties. 513, 396, 423, 411, 398, 500, 373, and 346. Only one guy, Alex Verdugo, in that lineup has a 231 weighted on base percentage. Everybody else is elevated. I love Logan Webb, but he's going to be tested tonight for sure. If we take a look at the opposite end, Cutter Crawford, he doesn't get left-handed batters out. Why is that important? He's going to get a lot of left-handed batters in the lineup here from the Giants. Wade, Peterson, Conforto, Yastrzemski, Bailey, Wisely. This game should be an under game in a true pitcher's ballpark, but I got to tell you right now, I'm leaning over here. The matchups for the batter line up very good against these two pitchers, regardless of how good they are. That's fun. I like that. Because I see Dodgers, Reds, and my 
Yeah, my simple mind's like, ooh, man, who hit? So last night, I, there was a game on late night. It looked like someone hit in triples alley. They must have not been running out of the box. I, I was, was unimpressed to see someone not extended over the third base there. Oh, no. it, easy, easy on Danny V. Listen up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Ah, what an action-packed show we had on a Friday morning edition of the Early Line right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Donnie and Kevin, as always, powering through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over to the morning after. Today, filling in for Ben Stevens will be Davis Maddock, and also, I believe, one Kevin Walsh will be there for the first hour of the show, so make sure you stay tuned to that and the rest of your sports grid programming throughout the day. A lot of topics we went over today. Baseball-centric, absolutely. Trade deadline coming up Tuesday. Buy your sellers. Sometimes we'll get those decisions made this weekend by the team itself. Put it together a couple wins. Show your ownership group in front office that you want to compete. Maybe they buy you a bat or also a pitching arm. But elsewhere, you might be looking at sellers like the New York Mets possibly could be. Getting rid of Robertson yesterday, does that mean maybe Scherzer or Verlander would be on the chopping block here at the deadline? Unbelievable. A $380 million payroll that might not even get you to the playoffs. Impossible to believe, but yet it is happening here. The NFL, we're worried about a lot of injuries. I wish we can just turn the injuries off and, and wait to the regular season. But we can't, because you need to listen up. Quiet. Injuries are always a part of the game, they say. Well, the games haven't even begun, and quite frankly, they're not even tackling in the preseason. And most teams, including my Philadelphia Eagles, basically don't even tackle all camp long outside of a few mutual scrimmage practices with other organizations. And then, of course, the preseason, which starters don't get a lot of playing time in. But Joe Burrow looks to be the next guy in line for the biggest contract in NFL history, and he'll probably get it sooner than later. But for your investment rolling out of the pocket again, with just a helmet and a T-shirt on, getting injured in the calf, that doesn't help here. And also, calf injuries... 
tend to be interesting. They could linger for quite some time. It looks like they may have dodged a bullet and only a calf strain, but when do we see Joe Burrow back on the field with or without that mega contract? And the Miami Dolphins, so, so talented here. Losing Jalen Ramsey to a knee injury, the good thing, if there was a silver lining, he could possibly be back by December if it all goes well. But can we just turn the injuries off and wait for the regular season? Why can't it happen? Ah, we'll see if it does. Stay tuned next. The morning after coming up next, right here on The Grid. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.